Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for Earthlink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary on Treaty 7 lands and Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Today is February 1st. Chinese New Year is almost here. The New Year of the Ox begins February 12th. This is the second year that regular celebrations have been postponed, so I thought I would bring a slice of Chinese New Year to the CJSW Airways. My name is Jenny. My guest this month is Jia Jia Li from the Kawi Chinese Orchestra. Flutist and artistic director, Jia Jia Li will talk about a film project the orchestra is making that will debut during Chinese New Year, or Lunar New Year as it is also known. Then co-host Nathan Taylor will talk to MoFan of MoFan Tai Chi Wushu Academy. Here's my conversation with Jaja Lee. Tell me about yourself. How long have you been an artistic director with the Calgary Chinese Orchestra? Great. Um, okay, so my name is Jaja Lee. I am a flutist, a musician in Calgary, in town. Um, I, I have been um, involved uh, with Calgary Chinese Orchestra since 2018 and uh, I am the artistic director of Calgary Chinese Orchestra since uh, 2020. Um, yeah, since the, the summer of 2020. All right. And so how has your journey been like with the orchestra? Uh, it has been great. Um, the reason I loved this uh, community orchestra is um, that uh, you know it, it's uh, uh, it has this relationship with my uh, my own roots and uh, culture, and the orchestra's members all playing uh, Chinese instruments. Um, I also grew up with um, um, Chinese instruments. My mom is a pipa player who plays um, you know this instrument shaped like a pear, and. Uh, um, yeah, so, um, sorry. Um, yeah, so, uh, it has been, um, it has been, uh, it has been very meaningful, this, this whole project. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, and so, uh, I guess talk about the film project you are working on with, uh, filmmaker Vicky Van Chow. So the project uh, for um, for this, uh, we are running a, um, we did, actually today is the last day for our submissions, uh, call for submissions for, um, for this film we are making uh, to celebrate the Chinese New Year. Um, yeah, so um, we, um, we have been uh, talking with Vicky Van Chow uh, on working on this, um, this project with us. Uh, being the co-director as well as um, the the video editor for this piece, uh, which will be um, a premiere on February fourteenth. So, um, so this uh, piece will be um, including. Um, so it's kind of like half um, half documentary, half music video, uh, featuring this uh, Arhu classic piece called Horse Race. 
and we will be um, also about this piece, horse race, and the, the all the musicians uh, involved in this project uh, in this video uh, will be th this uh, through this open call process uh, that we have been running um, until today, the last day. So um, yeah, Vicky um, is very excited uh, to uh, for, for for this project, and so am I, and uh, we will be starting uh, next week um for the for the film editing and uh and the documentary part next week so what has the response been from uh, musicians who are submitting their videos it has been pretty great uh the furthest we got is from singapore um so we don't really put like limitations we want only like um, Calgary musicians or Canadian musicians, we just like put a call out there. So yeah, we got the responses from, you know, all over Canada, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, as well as yeah, from the States and Singapore, as I said. So I'm actually pretty overwhelmed. Um, yeah, by this. All right. I guess, uh, tell me more about the piece uh, you will be performing in the film, uh, Horse Race. So it is, um, uh, I want to say a classic Arhu song. The reason is, um, Every Arhu player, um, in um, if you're learning Arhu, you know the song. And even I am not Arhu player, and I also know the song. It's a very familiar song that um, people, you know, like Chinese musicians or you know Chinese music lovers, knows about this. So um, I yeah, so that's also the reason I wanted to use a familiar song to be featured um, during the Chinese New Year to you know um, have some some kind of you know this this. Um, uh, people know a familiar song during this uh, a, a, a very different time, uh, um, and and you know can bring some comfort maybe and some you know um, some 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 comfort to the community people I think yeah so and then um, so the song was uh, written not too long ago I think in the sixties. And uh, it was based on a, a Mongolian a kind of a, a, a theme, and uh, and then it was composed uh, by this composer uh, Huang Haihuai, um, taking this uh, this uh, this folk tune and um, um, added in a lot of Arhu technique, and made the song. Yeah, I guess uh, for people who are unfamiliar with the Arhu, can you tell me about the instruments? Uh, sure. Yeah. So the arhu r means two. Uh, hu hu tin means an instrument, uh, a foreign instrument. So as you can tell, arhu was not originated originated uh, from China. However, it was um, it was uh, it came into uh, China uh, through you know through the Silk Road, um, probably from the middle Middle East, uh, that region coming into China. Um, so the 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 two stringed instrument um, also has like a python skin uh, attached to one uh, one side of the the arhu chamber, um, and it, it just has a very distinctive, a uh, unique sound that people uh, craving for love for, and it was also being called you know the Chinese violin that you know yeah people just love this instrument. Okay, and I guess um, I look forward to seeing the orchestra play every year, but so what has it been like during this time of COVID when you don't have, can't play in front of a live audience? Oh dear, it has been very difficult on a personal level for myself as well as for the, the CCO. Um, um, I mean, 
yeah, we 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 have been uh, the orchestra. We have been um, doing some online classes uh, since uh, April 2020, and uh, we have been also doing some you know a small online performances. Um, uh on the internet but you know it's just not the same uh playing live and also for us it's not the same um you know when you're just playing at home by yourself right so our members um like kept telling us you know we miss the community we miss playing uh you know playing with each other so it has been a really really challenging time so um you know, because of the situation, this is also like this this project, like how this project came to life is is because you know we have been all like separated together. You know, Chinese New Year usually is a time when you know people get together, you know, with family and with you know it's just a very happy time. And now we're all being you know isolated at home, so um, we we kind of wanted to use a. Um, a, a, a something, a project, a, a music, right? Even better to, you know, uh, uh, bring people together, you know, from near, from afar, and then so we can we can create a, you know, a different kind of community, maybe online, and then get to know uh, more people, like-minded, and uh, yeah. So it has been um, it has been very interesting for for me working on the project as well. All right, and I guess. Um... And I guess I'll talk a little bit uh, about the history of the Calgary Chinese Orchestra. How long has it been around? So uh, CCO has been around since 1997. It was founded by a flutist, a Chinese flutist, um, Yin Weihe, um, at the beginning, um, and uh, and then it was um, it was it was registered um, as a nonprofit. Um, uh, arts organizations. So um, yeah, so the 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 orchestra has a has a long history and has a, a deep root, you know, like in, in the Chinese communities. Um, yeah, so and we have been uh, very involved with the community events. Uh, we play at the cultural center, you know, at uh, different venues and. Um, last year, uh, actually, just around the Chinese New Year, we, um, as some of our members, including myself, we played a show with the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, yeah, so it has been, um, it has been around for for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and then we're all, always, you know, looking for um, younger people who are interested um, in who are interested in Chinese instrument, you know, these beautiful instruments, um, to join us. And uh, you don't have to be Chinese to join the Calgary Chinese Orchestra. I always mention that, as long as you know you love music and uh, you are curious about them, and then we welcome you. All right, I guess that's it for today. Thank you for talking with me today. Yeah. You're very welcome, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi, it's Jenny again for ArtsLink on CJSW Radio. That was my conversation with Artistic Director Jia Jia Li of the Calgary Chinese Orchestra. Next is the song that will be featured in the film the orchestra is making. It's called Horse Race by composer Huang Hai Huai. This is a recording from the Shanghai Spring Festival Arwu competition from 1963.
That song is "Horse Race" by composer Huang Hai Huai from the 1963 Shanghai Spring Festival Arwu Competition. Spring Festival is another name for Chinese New Year. Here's a new segment on ArtsLink. It's an events calendar, and this month it features the Calgary International Film Festival. The Calgary International Film Festival will be showing two films in February. Asia is an 85-minute film from Israel, and is set to screen on Wednesday, February 17th, at the Globe Cinema, and through video on demand on February 18th. Asia is about a woman with her struggles with motherhood. It is about how Asia became a mother at a young age and her relationship with her teenage daughter Vika. The film is in Hebrew and Russian, and has won awards at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2020. Another film Sif is screening in February is Kenny Scharf When Worlds Collide. It is a documentary about Kenny Scharf who arrives in NYC in the early 1980s. He meets Keith Haring and Jean Michel Basquet, and they they become part of the art scene during the. AIDS crisis and economic depression. The film will be shown at the Globe Cinema on February third, and on video on demand on February fourth. The dates for the in cinema screenings are still tentative, depending on health restrictions from the Alberta government. For more information, visit www.cifcalgary.ca. That is www.ciffcalgary.ca. Next is co-host Nathan Taylor. For my segment this month, it's a conversation with Mo Fan of the Mo Fan Tai Chi and Wushu Academy in Calgary. The original intent was to talk about the Chinese New Year celebrations we had hoped his school would be able to perform, like the Lion Dance at the Chinese Cultural Center. Although the celebrations have been cancelled due to COVID, I'm happy to include part of his explanation of the lion dance, anyways, as part of a chat that covers wushu, what makes a good routine, and in the spirit of linking our listeners up with some arts that you can do safely at home, we talk about online tai chi classes. This is Arts Link with Mo Fan. So I'd like to begin by asking you about what you have planned for the Chinese New Year celebrations. Yeah, um, every time every time we celebrate Chinese New Year, usually we do a lot of demonstration, and then people think that、uh, must be line dance. So Nathan, have you ever tried to do the、uh, line dance before? Never tried. Seen it though. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know why we doing the line dance? <laughs> no, I'd like to. I'd like to hear about it. Yeah, line dance is is. It's really, really Chinese traditional. Not even Chinese anymore, because in Japan,、uh, United States, Singapore, and everywhere they started to celebrate. Not just uh, uh, Chinese New Year anymore. You know, the business they they open a business and then a such a a big open ceremony. I I believe NBA and then the hockey games. Sometimes they invited the the lion dance team to to celebrate. I think the people think lion dance just for fun, but the、uh, For us, we're doing line dance is teach people how to face the challenge because line you you always see that the king of animal, right? So you already got the power, and then and then 
we will practice like line dance is teach even teach younger people how to face the challenge and for the victory so that's why every time the new year start we we just like okay we're going to face all the challenge and then eventually we're going to fight and then we're going to win it's a very uh, you know loud, magnificent display, and uh, when it's generally seen on YouTube and, and in my elementary school and junior high school experiences, you know you are uh, basically parading up and down between two audiences. It's almost like a um, a theater in the round. Uh, how much of this would you compare to to theater? And also, could you talk a little bit about uh, what the children learn from it? People usually do line dance. Is they also practice martial arts at the same time. The good things younger people practice martial arts is first we come jump into mind as the discipline, right? Because every time they come into gym, they bow to the gym and then they bow to their masters and then they bow to their teammates. And then second, they have to uh, be a really good strong mind because practice martial arts is not easy. You know, we're doing the stretching, right? We practice every basic, every single time. So when I was uh, a kid, start to practice, and then eventually I become a, um, a professional uh, wushu athlete. So we practice over 10 years basics every day since I first day to learn martial arts. And then the end, the last day I, when I retire, we still go through that basic every time. So teach, I think it's good to teach younger kids, younger people say that. Uh, building a foundation and then building a strong foundation is really important. So it's never uh, teach people that there's uh, never be a shortcut that you have to go through and then you have to face the challenge and then you have to overcome the challenge and then become a milestone. And then later they, 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 they finish um, learning martial arts and then even in the future career, and then they still can use that strong spirit to face all the challenges. Could you explain about the movements in the lion dance? Yes. Uh, first of all, you will see the jump da, 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 like this, and then try to wake up the line. And then very interesting is uh, the line do not get out right away. They usually brush the teeth, itchy, find the ear and hair itchy, and slowly get up. And slowly get up usually with two people doing the line. So the the bigger guys usually have more power and strength uh, contouring the head. And then the younger and then the shorter people usually carrying the first person's waist and then and then usually to support their balance because the line has really heavy. And then usually the line will go around to see, oh, uh, to see if there any food. Usually um, when um, the ceremonies begins and then when the business ceremony begins they usually put a candy that we call the lucky lucky candy on the floor on hanging on the door and then the line find out and then usually they will do some martial arts movement for example some jump kicks rolling and then the second person who carrying the first person's waist and usually uh, uh, carry him a jump on landing on second person's leg and then in order to catch the high, uh, usually the candy will put up the high precision of the door and the, all the ceiling. So the line will, will open the mouth and eat it. And then later spray the candy to the people means like everyone will get a good luck in the new year. So tell us about yourself. How did you end up teaching uh, Tai Chi and Wushu with your own school here in Calgary? Um, I have a 
relate to my parents because my parents was the uh, the older generation of national uh, wushu team in China, and then my father also gained wife to perform in the um, 1979 in one house by uh, President Nixon. So he he um, his teammate was Jet Li. So when Jet Li was 12, and then my father already 30 years old. So both of them uh, teach me how to do wushu, and then eventually I become a, a professional wushu athlete in in Canton Canton province. And then I have been uh, go through over 100 national uh, international competition, and then won over 30 medals. And then after that, after retire, I moved to Canada. And then uh, once I go to Cal Calgary, I was applying to to uh, MBA program for for University of Calgary. And then after that, I was planning to become a accountant. And then I found out that I I, I still enjoy teaching wushu because when I was student taking the program from UC. But um, at the same time, I'm still teaching Wushu as a part-time job and rent up space and then, and then, and then start to teach the people doing here. And then again, we go through many competitions and demonstration. And then, and then I, I just so enjoying to grow up with those younger people and then they grow up and then they retire. And then I have a next generation waiting for me to teach Wushu and Kung Fu. And then doing the same thing again, competition and demonstration, and then teach people, teach the younger kids to make a great contribution to the society, and then teach them like doing wushu is not just a, a single hobby, it's not just exercise, right? Therefore, um, I start to uh, ten years ago, I start to open the uh, Mofan Taiji Wushu Academy as my my uh, whole life career. <laughs> Could you tell us uh, and our listeners, what is Wushu? Wushu is another word means Kung Fu. Uh, wushu and Kung Fu are the same category. Wushu means more like a competition. Wushu means more towards a competition, actually. So right now, if you can see all the uh, tournaments, international or national, they will say Wushu competition because uh, Kung Fu, that including many like Wing Chun, uh, uh, Hong Chen and then um, uh, Northern style, Southern style, but the uh, Wushu now become more like a solo uh, demonstration. So Wushu is not for sparring. So it's only, it's not like for fighting anymore. So Wushu is more concentrated on yourself. It's like solo or two person together to do the fighting, but uh, which is just a routine. So it's not a real fight. So wushu, uh, when we do people doing wushu, we more concentrate, not just exercise anymore, and then not just a we we uh, we try to fight each other and knock each other down, but wushu represents another spirit which is called more discipline now. Uh, in Chinese way, in Mandarin way, say as wu de. Wu de means is a spirit of wushu. What makes a, a, a gold you know medal performance? Right. So uh, when we're doing Wushu, um, we, we, we go through a lot of basic training. So we not just try to remember a routine anymore. So people, um, I mean, the Wushu student have to be more patient that you have to, when you learn routine, you cannot say, oh, this routine is boring. I, I want to learn another one. No, you have to concentrate the same routine in years in order 
to practice even a single punch, right? We still think that it's not good enough. You have to try again. And then another single punch, another single punch. And then through the years, when you go to competition, then you will get a perfect mark. Otherwise, uh, no matter how talented you are, that's one interesting in practice wushu. No matter how jump, how fast you punch, how 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 high you jump, and then how talented you are, you have to go through at least five to ten years to become a good wushu player. I would say a, a wushu athlete, because um, it's it's really specific for for wushu judging to to judge if you are doing a good routine or not. Um, again. Uh, not just remember, you have to have your own style, own style, and then you have to be more creative. Uh, what is it like to take Tai Chi, uh, say, with, with your academy um, over a Zoom class, depending on, you know, which of the forms you might choose? Yes, because Tai Chi, although Tai Chi is one, one word, but there's many, like over, over 20 different style Tai Chi. And then different Tai Chi concentrate different things because I have uh, Chen style Tai Chi, uh, Sun style Tai Chi, Yang style Tai Chi. And then the people coming different Tai Chi based on their own need. Because uh, for example, Sun style, uh, people will ask like, mm, what's good about practicing Sun style Tai Chi? Because Sun style Tai Chi movement, all the routine is concentrating on your bending knees. So a lot of people that do not have really good muscle joints and then they have weak knees. Every time they walk the stairs and then the knees start feeling hurt, those people, is, they should practice sun style. So I will always ask people, so is your, you have any knee problem? They say, yes, I have a knee problem and lower back pain problems. And then we'll say, yes, sun style Tai Chi will good for you. And some people say, oh, my balance is not very good. Every time I try to do single foot stance and I always fall down and fall forward, fall back. And then that people, that kind of people need to practice young style Tai Chi. And then there's a few people like say, oh, Tai Chi is so slow. Because every time we, we mention about Tai Chi, Tai Chi says, oh, Tai Chi is too slow for me. I don't like it. I, I like more cardio stuff, right? So that people will like doing Chen style Tai Chi because Chen style Tai Chi is most original Tai Chi, like uh, two, uh, 100 years ago. So, Chen style Tai Chi main, still maintain a lot of fighting techniques. That was my conversation with Mo Fan of the Mo Fan Tai Chi Academy in Calgary. Despite the Chinese New Year celebrations being cancelled, you can still see what the Academy is about by visiting MoFanTaiChiAcademy.com, where there are many different online classes to try. I'll have some links up on the ArtsLink page at CGSW.com. Well, that's it for ArtsLink this month. I'm Nathan Taylor, and my co-host is Jenny Kwong. We'll talk to you folks again in March.